Mackie and Judd are talking twins. Talking twins. Now, with 1500ESPN.com senior web editor and resident seam head Derek Wetmore, presented by the Canopy Group for the best insurance coverage at the absolute best price. All right, Wetmore, you can find his twins coverage at 1500ESPN.com, our Touch Em All podcast feed where we have all kinds of stuff. He does Friday fireside Facebook chats. Sometimes by the fireside, Very most FDR of the time like. not by the fireside. Just yeah, I don't think I've ever had a fire. Fi- how about fish tank? Friday fish tank. Definitely chats. some fish tanks involved. Yes. Yep. Fireside yep. sounds cool though. That's a little too I like warm that. out. No. I think the bit's been done. Well, I sure mean, it has, but it sounds fish, very prestigious. No one's the fish tank talks, though. That's exactly right. Way different. Cornering the market. So what do we know about, I think fans have heard about Steven Gonsalves as he's come up through the system, left-hander, and he's going to make his Twins a Major League debut here. I, c- I could see one of two reactions from fans. One being, oh, excitement, this is maybe the best Twins pitching prospect that hasn't yet surfaced in the Major Leagues. You could debate that. But I could also see another point of view of, well, how many failed flame-out prospects do we have to see come up here and get excited about only to be disappointed, right? So with all that said, your thoughts on Steven Gonsalves. You should be excited about Steven Gonsalves. He's a potential difference-making starting pitcher over the next five, six years, and now is the first chance we get to really see him against Major League hitters. I've seen him a couple times in spring training. So he's a big dude. He's tall, Every, but he's not muscular tall he's tall he's like um i don't know more like kyle gibson i guess he wouldn't be like michael pineda this huge mountain of mass he's just he's a tall pitcher lefty four pitches fastballs like 89 90 91 so that's what jake said he's, you're not gonna not see super super hard throw he doesn't overpower yeah. anybody and i don't think you're gonna be wowed by his stuff in his first start now he might go out and have a successful debut that that'd be good news for the twins because Here's a guy who could play into the plans in 2019 as early as opening day, saying, yeah, you're our third, fourth, fifth starter, depending on how the winner goes. I think what you're going to see from Gonsalves is trying to manage the game. He's going to try to throw as many strikes as possible because he had a bad run in Rochester where he was walking the park. Mm-hmm. And that's really what kept him from making this debut any sooner. I mean, if he was pitching as well as he had over the last month, he's probably in that line of Fernando Romero, Zach Littell, guys who've already been up and made their major league debut but this one's one that you can actually be excited about. When you look at his numbers in the minor leagues, he's not going to wow you with the stuff. But if he gets through you know, five weeks here of good outings, starting with tonight, I think that's a good sign for the Twins going forward. Starting with him, Derek, give me the list of guys that, that you are most eager to see when, when they start to call guys up on September 1 who are going to run through here. What's that list like? Byron Buxton is number one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, that's very fair. Yes. Steven Gonsalves, Fernando Romero as a starter or as a reliever. Yep. I'd actually kind of like to see him as a reliever. Jake DePew said they might shut him down, though. Yep, that's possible. There's going to be some innings things because of the injury history he has. I know they did that last year where they were very, very cognizant of his innings. But look, the way I look at it is you can pick an arbitrary number at the beginning of the season if you want to and say we're sticking to this no matter what. Or... You can have a ballpark idea of where you want a guy to land and then assess it present day. Say, okay, yeah, we thought he was getting up towards that innings count, but he still looks good. He still looks fresh. Life on his pitches. The fastball velocity is still there. He's getting deep into games. Okay, that's fine. Why I'd like to look at him as a reliever this year is just to see if he can do it. It helps control the innings, but for next year, if you're looking at a starting rotation and you think you feel pretty good about your top five, six, seven, and Romero's just kind of on that fringe, look, we saw we, he can get big league hitters out. 
So I'm curious to know, is he a multi-inning reliever candidate going forward? You start to build a bullpen around Fernando Romero, Trevor May, Trevor Hildenberger, Taylor Rogers. Suddenly that starts to get a little interesting. So there's a number of names on that list, Judd, who are, they're not nearly as interesting to me as Buxton, but are going to be interesting to the Twins and are going to be auditioning here at the end of August, early September for what the role could be next year. Yeah, the guy, okay, Tyler Austin is, and he's already up, It's and he's 26 years old. He's not really a prospect. He's been up with the Yankees, and he was their starting first baseman to start the year. But this is the first time that I've been able to watch him game after game. He definitely has a little Josh Willingham to him and that he's going to he's going to have a pretty low batting average and strikeout but he can hit 30 home runs in a year if you run him out there. I think he has a chance to at least be in consideration for a DH/starting first baseman role going forward for the next couple of years and it shocks me that the Twins were able to get someone like him who could be an everyday yes. guy as just a throw-in from the Yankees. Yeah. I think the Yankees were loaded. And ready to just move on. He, he's like, he's their example or version they of... they got Lance Lynn. Come on, guys. What are yeah, you talking about? I mean, like, I mean Lance like, Lynn's a bleeping ace these is days. Is Lance Lynn going to... I mean, it's not like they have the, the best rotation after Luis Severino, but Severino and Sabathia for sure starting in the playoffs for them. is It's possible they traded a starting caliber DH or first baseman for a patchwork pitcher, rent-a-pitcher, and Lance Lynn, who might not make a playoff start for them. Maybe. And they have a wild-card game. They're not going to catch Boston. Plus, the so Twins... might not even pitch in the postseason. The Twins got uh, another prospect thrown in that deal that I think actually could be interesting, Rio. I think Austin is an interesting case because he might just be a little bit better version of Kenny's Vargas, honestly. Like, he might be the Yankees' version of Vargas, which is beat up on AAA pitching, great, 30-homer pop, but here's the secret... A lot of guys have 30 homer pop these days. Yes. I mean, there are so many players that you could say that exact statement about. If you give him 600 plate appearances in the big leagues, he's going to hit 25 or 30 bombs. Great. What more can you do? Can you still get on base? Do you play your position? I haven't been that impressed with Austin defensively, but we're talking about first base. Yeah. So not a huge not a huge component there. It's a good trade, though. Absolutely. I mean, if if I've got Lance Lynn, who we who we I think it was addition by subtraction. Yeah, I, I was going to say a month before he he was traded, we all thought you can't trade him. You might have to DFA him. So now, if if you're going to give me two guys, yes, if they make it, fantastic. But I do I do like the fact that this guy does have some pop, and and we've seen it immediately. And so at least there's a fighting chance that that you take him to spring training and he could amount to something. And you're probably more encouraged about his future 2019-2020 than you would have been about Logan Morrison. Obviously, Morrison getting hurt frees up a little plate appearance time, frees up some first base. And you look at the totality of his season now, and you're not exactly racing to pick up that team option for 2019 on Morrison's contract. So you figure out what happens with Joe Maurer, whatever that's going to be. That's going to impact Tyler Austin's future with the Twins. But in the meantime, let him hit some home runs. Mm-hmm. Let him get comfortable in the big leagues. Let him finally get an extended stretch where he's getting plate appearances, getting defensive innings at first base. And this is audition time for him, too. There, there are at least a dozen guys that I could say, what you're doing right now will impact opening day 2019 and your employment status. Yeah. So Go ahead, go put your resume out there, show the Twins what you can do, and Austin's one of those guys. I mean, he's not the only one, but that's going to be a really interesting position for the Twins in 2019. Do you guys have any theories? You brought up Lomo. So Lomo has this breakout season with the Rays last year, and it took him it took him six or seven 
full or partial years as being a big leaguer to to kind of figure out, okay, this is how you put it together and hit 38 home runs in a season. Yeah. And I loved the signing at the time. I still don't think the Twins should regret the signing because it looked like a guy who had turned the corner, who had found another gear, and who was going to come back and and be a good productive power hitter for the Twins. And as it turns out, he's basically having the same season, if not a little worse, than every other year of his career. It's going to be that 2017 was the blip on the radar and everything else is is what Logan Morrison is. Do we have any theories as to why? Like, why wasn't he able to carry over? And it can't just be, well, look how they shift him. They were shifting him that way last year, too. It's not like, oh, man, this guy, well, he only he pulls the ball. We just found that out after eight years of him being yeah, in the major I leagues, think right? I think it's very simple. It's a word that you both use a lot. Regression. I think he is. I think he had a pop-up year. And and he played in a home ballpark in Tampa where the ball flies out, I believe, quite a bit. I'm not sure what the splits were. Uh, the point being is, I think he, I think he is who, who he is. He You're had one he's regressing fans. to the mean. Yeah, so. well, and I also think this. I think the that is why he uh, stayed on the market for so long because most teams said hmm. if we had to weigh if we had to weigh this, he's probably going to go back to being the player he was pre 2017. Judd's right. I think there's another part of it too. I think regression is a big part of what you saw. I, I don't think the Twins signed him and said. 38 bombs at DH. I think they signed him and were like, all right, there's a 25 homer hitter and he might maybe, actually, maybe it's 35. Is he coming, like, is he coming back no, at some no, point? He's is he just, he's just done. It. I think that's it. I, he's I still around the, the clubhouse. Today, right? Uh, I think he, I'd he have to check on that. going to have it today. Yeah. You know, he's still around the clubhouse and I see him, but I don't think that there's any expectation that he gets appreciable number of plate appearances the rest of the in way. In fairness, he was on pace for 25 home runs. There you go. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. pace. So there are two things. Yeah. One is the regression that Judd talked about. You go from 38 down to 25 or 30 or whatever, and that's about what you expect. The shift is definitely one of them. If you look at sort of the underlying numbers, Logan Morrison's made a lot better contact, a lot louder contact, more line drives, fly balls, quality plate appearances that resulted in outs a lot of times. That's only good for so much. You know, you don't win games based on expected weighted on base average. But I'm just saying, Logan Morrison hit better than what his final numbers look like. So you got to give him that. The third thing, too, is not only was it a regression season, but the bottom fell out on that regression. He got hurt. It wasn't good. DH, first base. I think he's overmatched at first base defensively. So it's kind of like... Imagine being a baseball player and you're overmatched at first base defensively. Well, but hey, that, he's a masher. <laughs> That's what he does. Like There are a lot of players like that. Uh, and Logan Morrison was one of the better ones. He got a uh, one-year deal with an option. He's overmatched at catching throws. He also came back... At a really bad time. Like, his pop-up season came right before the market froze. Yeah. And two of the biggest players were like, nah, we're not spending money this year. Yeah. And ten teams were not trying to win. So, like, it, that was a really bad time for sort of that fringe big league and roster guy. smart, too. Yeah, I he, think there are a lot smart. of teams that looked at him and said, 38's not going to happen again. And then even the pessimistic projections have kind of been... Yeah, right in the right ballpark. They're right. gonna they're gonna buy him out after the season, and he will not get a major league contract. Write that down, prediction. He will not. He'll get a minor league contract. He, I I will predict right now forty home runs next season. Write <laughs> <laughs> it down. You like writing things down? I'm not done though. Whoa! For the St. Paul Saints. Oh, oh geez. he's okay. gonna be great on the buses to wow. Sioux Falls. I was gonna oh. say if the, if you guys are all hot runs. to trot about the Yankees needing a first baseman that can hit that short right field porch. Hey, don't laugh at the mouth. No, you. don't put that down. That's one of the greatest ideas well, on the show. I've oh. got a name for you, Logan Morrison, 2019. What say you? Man, I have a hot Irvin Santana take for you when we come back, Derek. Just brace yourself for it. Okay? I can't wait. Uh, Mackie and Judd, Wetmore from the Touch 'em All podcast. So won't, won't you, won't you.
Day Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in hot take court. All right. He's ready for this. Wetmore's in here. Uh, I'm actually, I'm turning myself in. I'm, I'm, I'm delivering this take in the hot take police department. So I've got my hands in the air. I've gone through the metal detector, the hot take metal detector, okay? I think the four-year contract Irvin Santana signed with the Twins has been a disappointment. I think if you would have said at the beginning, he's going to have two really good regular seasons out of four. The other two years are going to be essentially useless to you. One is going to be injuries and out for almost the whole year, and the five starts he did make were a disaster. And then the first splash out of the gate was going to be an 80-game steroid suspension where even if you did make the postseason, he wouldn't have been eligible. And oh, by the way, you missed the postseason by three games that year. And so if you would have had a number one caliber starting pitcher like you had the other two regular seasons to follow, you may have made the playoffs that year. And in the most important game he played for you, he was atrocious and had to be removed after like 20 minutes. Hmm. So. It wasn't a complete Carl Pavano with the Yankees debacle on that four-year contract from 10 years ago, but I think it's been an overall disappointment now that we've had the full picture here. So, yeah, I I was going to say I'm glad you're at the station because not only do I think you're wrong, I don't know how you could think that. Wow. I don't know how you So you're okay throwing away two years of a four-year contract. Four years, $55 million for a top-of-the-rotation caliber starter. Knowing where you came from and where he's gotten you to, I think was absolutely worth the investment. And I get questioning it, but I don't think there's any question that this money was worth it. Money well spent on Irvin Santana. I'll grant you everything you said, bad. Steroid suspension, no postseason success, two bad years, and... Bad in quotes because that first year was bad because of the suspension. This year, a disaster. The postseason start, a disaster. And both of those, by the way, injury. Injury. So that happens to starting pitchers. You know you're rolling the dice anytime you sign some kind of a big contract. Look at you, Darvish. You're always does, wondering. Does he deserve to be ripped, though, for the, the, this finger thing that clearly wasn't dealt with or addressed either on the Twins' end or on Irvin's end? It bothered him last year, is yeah. what the word was. Right. And all of a sudden, in March now, oh, surgery in March? Well, right. what about November? What I have, about December? I have a big problem with it, and I think that the Twins deserve equal blame. Until we find out that the Twins recommended surgery and Irvin said, nah, I think both parties are guilty here. Because the idea was, Phil, they were going to rest. They were going to wait, give it a couple months off. I hate that. Irvin's got the... I know you do. I hate <laughs> I know that. You do. This that is going to set you off. Surgery works. out of the womb for Irvin's, everyone. That never works. Irvin's this like tall, skinny, wiry guy, and you should see his hands. You know how everyone talks about Adrian Peterson's handshake? I don't know what it would be like to shake Irvin Santana's hand because his fingers could wrap twice around my small hands. <laughs> he just has these big, long fingers so, that helps him with the changeup, helps him with the slider, and you're talking last postseason wasn't there, and they were going to wait and say, hopefully rest cures this thing, it's going to feel good, come into spring training. As he starts to ramp it up in the spring, it just wasn't there, and he went under the knife. So, so to, to put this as simple as possible, I think what you can safely say is he was here, he's going to end up ha- having been here for three years. Basically. And he had one good year. Yeah. yeah. One well, no, he, he had two really good regular seasons. Yep. 
He had two really good regular seasons. Yep, sixteen. But, he was good on a bad team. Seventeen. He was the ace. Yeah, of but, a playoff but, team. but 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 sixteen. Sixteen. I don't give him because he what? got himself pinched. He had a th- no no fifteen. He got pinched. Oh, f- fifteen. 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 Yeah. Pinched, okay. So, sixteen. He was great. Okay. So on a he bad had two team. good. Okay. Yep. He had a three and a half. Okay. He had a three point three eighty ERA in sixteen, 16 and a three point two eighty ERA in seventeen. Um, so he he had two really good regular seasons. Overall, he gave you an average of one hundred thirty one innings. If you add up the four seasons, mm-hmm. and and he and, and he fulfilled two regular seasons out of four to what you would hope and expect, and even exceeded, I would say, in those two regular yeah, seasons, absolutely. But all the other stuff around it is really hard to swallow. I wouldn't go back and change it. I think it's the right move to sign guys like him. I think you have to spend money in free agency to supplement the rest of your roster. So I wouldn't be gun shy ever again. I wouldn't be gun shy after the Logan Morris and Lance Lynn signings either. No. But you know, it's 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 disappointing when. You hope for four years out of a guy. He gives you two. And then in the most important game, he does nothing for you. Yes. But Irvin Santana was more than worth it in my book for the four years with the Twins. And we're also assuming they're not going to pick up the option. I think that's pretty safe to yeah, say. $14 million for next year for a 36-year-old said about pitcher, the front office, too. He's done. Like, okay. No, thanks. Yeah, he, right. He's done. I think we've seen the last start of Irvin Santana's Twins career. Yes. Right. And I'm still good with it. There's the numbers that you're talking about, Phil. we got to go another layer here, though. He makes the postseason start, and no one questioned that. It sucks that he got hurt, but that's what happens to pitchers. Like, pitcher injury is just part of a contract. You know when you sign that guy. When Ricky Nolasco sits down at the table and says, like, happy to be a twin, you know there's a 50% chance it's not going to work out because of injuries. Yep. Then there's the risk that are involved in other parts of the things. Steroid suspension, for example, or just like sour pants in the clubhouse. All of those things factor into the risk. Pants? Yeah, I didn't know if you could say the other thing. So the other point. How about jackass? The other point that you guys aren't giving <laughs> him credit that. for. Thank you. This needs to be said about Irvin Santana. I think Jose Barreos' development as a professional and as a starting pitcher in the big leagues has a lot to do with Irvin Santana and how he carries himself. If you're going to give him... Doc, for you weren't ready when we needed you in the biggest game of your twins career. I think you also have to give him the plus for whatever percent. Look, Boreos is a talented guy. He was going to figure it out anyways. There was always a big league pitcher in there. But you took this from sort of a shaken young kid, pitcher pitching over his head in the big leagues, to a demonstrable ace at the top of a good big league rotation. And for that, Irvin Santana deserves a little credit. I would pay a ton of money for that on the open market and you can't go just buy that. So for whatever mentorship role he had there, I think that more than washes away whatever questions you have about his contract. And then the numbers, if we're being honest, we're really good for two of the four seasons. Well, and he's showing great leadership right now by throwing the front office under the bus instead of maybe the players just owning and I will the say fact that's for that him. they haven't played well this he year. Will, yeah. He will come dirt cheap this winter. If you uh, guys if you, like him are not going to for paid. another team, I think yeah. it, it would no, be hard to here. imagine them buying him out and then him coming back. No, he's for not going to come money. back here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying he's going to sit there for quite a while. If if he has any expectation of yeah. getting a decent contract, he'll go into spring training without a job. I think the market will be better this year, but he still might be a minor league prove it guy. Possibly. I'm just saying for his clubhouse contribution and two great seasons with the Twins, Irvin Santana, tip of the cap, probably the end of an era, but. 
it was a good run with the Twins while it lasted. At least it was better than the Ricky Nolasco contract. Because I don't know if Ricky Nolasco rubbed and off that, on any of the young pitchers. Oh, or maybe is. he did in the negative. Muscle way. cars. I mean, everything with Ricky was great. Cars. Yeah, I'm not sure you guys are setting the bar awfully high with that one. <laughs> the all-time meathead of, of the Twins pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, find Wetmore, speaking of meatheads, at 1500ESPN.com. He's the opposite of a meathead. You're like a veggie head or something. Bye, Cranky Pants. Appreciate that.